0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked. I'm Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox page. Uh, With me today is Peter Eichmans, editor at IGN, and our beard-in-chief, Casey Lynch. What up? So how are you guys doing?
1: Fantastically. Yeah. It's a lovely Wednesday afternoon in San Francisco. It, it is.
0: really is. It's gorgeous outside. Weather's well, nice, yeah. Very nice. It's been surprisingly nice. Last week it was kind of muggy, a little a little overcast, but It rained. It, it did was rain. rain. It rained, it quite rained on a bit. Monday uh,
1: and yeah. a little
2: bit yesterday too. Oh yeah.
1: Cool. That's enough well, about the weather. Oh, yeah. Screw that. Even though weather. Microsoft controls
0: the weather. Screw they you weather. do. They do. Weather can piss off. All right, guys. The big news this week: Forza Motor. Forza. Damn it! I keep. We've doing been that. over this. We've been over this, and I keep <laughs> wanting to call it Forza because of the whole pizza thing. Like pizza has two Z's. Forza has one Z. So I can't.
1: <laughs> Stephen, what does this
0: have to do with pizza, dude? I can't wrap my I fucking get it. mind around. It. I okay. Get it. All right, but anyway, Forza 4 came out this week. Uh, Peter, you've been playing a shitload of this game. I did, because I've
1: been doing all the wheel reviews. I did the Fanatec Forza Motorsport CSR Super Wheel, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Lots of fun. You get some real force feedback, a lot of action, but it's quite expensive. And I did the other end of the spectrum with the Xbox 360 wireless speed wheel that is a glorified Mario Kart wheel. It's very similar. Same weight, even. Really? It's very sensitive. It knows where you're turning, but it's somewhere in between connect and a controller, and it just, why are you holding the steering wheel? You're never going to actually drive a car with, like, a floating steering column, <laughs> so there's nothing realistic or speedy to race with, with this wheel. Is it fun? It's okay. Like, it does what it's me- meant to do, but it's awkward. Talking like, about floating
0: steering Yeah, like, if you're doing a
1: serious so. race, like, yeah. uh, anything longer than, like, at like a Le Mans like more than one time around the eight mile track like you're holding this thing in the air and no matter how light it is you're still going to get fatigued
2: fatigued from Le Mans it's and a it's a
1: kind of a weird move from Microsoft I think because here, here's Connect. you are the controller right and here's a controller where the controller is the controller really and here's confusing. the wireless speed wheel where the controller is floating in your hands so you're Partially the controller.
2: Now, see, I'm a little bummed because when we first got that in the office, I think it looks really cool. It feels really good in your hands. It's mm-hmm. solid. Although the buttons are tiny. They, yeah, they're
1: like mini m ms that,
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, the triggers feel really nice, too. So. Here's the
1: thing. like The design is nice. Aesthetically, it's nice. Fits right with the slim, black controllers and everything. But it does not pitch forward and backward. So ideally, like, this would be something you could use to turn left and right and pitch forward and backward and play, like, Ace Combat or something and a flight sim or even, like, a first-person shooter. I tried it with Halo. All you can do is strafe left and right, and I fell off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) I had to try it.
2: You did. Indeed. That's heroic. Good job.
1: So it's for racing only. It works. The sensitivity is great, but it's awkward to just hold this thing in front of you.
2: And it's first party. It's it's from Microsoft. Yes, this
1: is a Microsoft peripheral. I,
2: be, <clears throat> I have to say, I'd be really curious to see actually, you know, to the point of Mario Kart, how something like that would would play uh, in a Mario Kart situation. I just like the feel of it and the the you know the plastic um, we peripheral case thing. That, yeah, that that's you just use the casing. For, this I is know. an
1: actual. Like, I know
2: it, it. It's really cool. I yeah. like the design of it. It's uh, yeah. You know, I'm bummed that it's not, yeah, but. Uh, I guess when I first looked at it, I thought, is this really going to be one-to-one? Is it really going to feel tight? And because it's the way that it is, yeah. it's, it almost seems
1: like it's impossible to do that.
0: So. Well, I mean, aside from just having to hold it in midair, is is it responsive? Yes. Like, it works very it well? It is. That, that was,
1: okay. I mean, the review was a balance of that. Like, it's well-built. Um, it's obviously, like, a first-party device. The design's nice, and it is sensitive, but its whole functionality is just awkward because you're holding it. It's not like a speed wheel. You're not going to get better, necessarily better racing times just by playing with this instead of a controller. Right. So buyer beware. If that's your thing, go for it. It works well. It operates exactly as it's supposed to. But as a super racing peripheral to try and, you know, make things more realistic, it's not going to do that for you.
0: If you're at the point where you're trying to get, like, a really immersive racing wheel, it sounds like you should go with the, uh, the other option. That and uh, for that.
1: everyone curious about something in between, um, we're waiting on the new wheel from Mad Cats, which is more, like, price-rangey $150 or so, which is a real wheel with real pedals, um, another wireless real wheel that we'll be checking out shortly, and uh, we'll give you guys some info on that.
2: So, now, How much is the preview one that we have right now?
1: uh all together with the pedals the shifter set and the wheel the fanatech is around 470 dollars pre-tax wow yeah
2: now is that sold in pieces or like that's...
1: you can buy just the wheel just the pedals or just the shifter set or if you have other fanatech parts uh you can kind of mix and match with a few varieties of them but double check before um you take me up on that which works with which i mean but yeah cool.
0: well onto the game itself um How do you feel about it? What do you think of of Forza 4? I think it's
1: solid. I think the new lighting system is beautiful. I mean, obviously, it's shown in Auto Vista, which doesn't really push the engine to its limit, but the lighting really shows up there. But on the track, the new lighting is super beautiful, I think. The way um, just the the lighting around you, the skies, the mountains, the cities, the tunnels, the tracks are all reflected in the cars that never get dirty, by the way. Very shiny, nice Mm. cars um looks really good and the physics like the that point at which you lose control um feels really good in this one you really know the difference between every type of car you're driving but the one weird thing to me is like auto Vista is very cool it's an encyclopedia of car facts but it's this whole separate thing from the rest of the game like you play multiplayer you play rival challenges you play career you're earning money you're earning experience and your levels going up but you go to auto Vista and you're racing these challenges and unlocking cars to learn about, but you don't earn anything towards your main profile. It's just totally, like, separate... I'm not going to call it tacked on, because there's a lot of design and a lot of effort and facts and info and cool stuff built in, but it doesn't feel like part of the whole experience. feels like a, a parallel... That, I wrote a preview about this around E3, mm-hmm. that it's like a parallel aspect of the game, the experience, because it doesn't quite tie in, but it doesn't quite feel tacked on. So it's just a whole different road. Hmm. But I, I'm loving the game. I think it's a great. I think it's a great step above three too. Really? But you weren't sure about that, too. So yeah,
0: that's that's kind of my issue. Like the from Forza one to two to three, there were each one of them was revolutionary in their own right. I mean, there was a lot that they added to each one. This one just feels kind of more like a modest update to me over three, which I thought was you know at the time the, the greatest racing game ever. I mean, it was amazing, completely unparalleled. Um, my concern, though, like with the the whole idea of just doing a modest update every two years or so, um, is that the series is going to become a little stagnant. Like the thing that I worry most about for Forza is that it's going to become another Gran Turismo. And I might get a lot of shit for saying this, but, you know, <laughs> screw it. It's a, it's an Xbox podcast. I hate Gran Turismo. <laughs> I really do. I cannot stand that that series. To me, it's like... Cameron's house in um, Ferris Bueller's Day off. <laughs> like <laughs> I think I see where you're
1: going with this, yeah, actually. Yeah,
0: you, you remember how they're like describing his house. It's like a museum. You're not allowed to touch anything. Everything is so pristine and untouchable. Yeah. It looks great. Just don't fucking touch it. <laughs> like that's how Gran Turismo feels to me. It feels like they're they're being so meticulous and so realistic that it's just this intangible thing and it doesn't feel like a game to me anymore so i i've never really had fun playing grand turismo
1: interesting I, I like the way you put that and obviously like there's this um, um, reverence for cars in forza as well but it's all very much like come on drive like jump in this car take it for a spin sort of thing like that's one thing like auto vista you can learn about all the facts but then any car you look at in there you can hit go and take it to the track and drive it around that sort of thing it's like come drive
2: except for the warthog I know. Uh, I, that's the, I submitted
1: that uh, tips on how to unlock it to uh, our wiki guide. Oh, yeah.
2: Ex- explain that real quick. How it's how really easy. Like
1: it? When you first enter auto vista mode, there's 20 challenges to unlock additional cars. And um, I was ch- chipping away at them, um, going through all the challenges. They're not that hard. Um, and on the 19th out of 20th car I uh, challenge I finished, it gave me the added bonus that I could now look at the Warthog. So just keep unlocking cars, and you're going to get oh, the Warthog to look that at. That was it? So. That's, it's really easy. Okay. So you're
2: just going to unlock it throughout the regular progression of your challenge play.
1: Exactly. In Auto Vista.
2: But, folks, you can't drive it. I know. What's that all about? Well, so they three four three industries basically explained that um, they did it to add a little bit of background to the story of the warthog. In fact, when you unlock it and you watch the video, um, that's really a, in depth. Actually, yeah, I mean the operation a, of the thing. There's it's a cool. whole origin story as well, and then there's even sort of this anecdotal um, moment of kind of like this time in history when the warthog was you did something spectacular mm-hmm. and i don't want to give it away so you should watch it and check it out
1: and in the auto Vista, you can like open the flaps and different storage containers and look at the engine just like all the rest of the cars which is a really cool touch yeah. and some and nice crossover for the series
2: the thing that that's a particular note right now at least is this is in fact the warthog from halo 4 so it's an updated version of the warthog that that you know it's the newest version that um And different than anything that we've ever seen. So uh, it has, you know, all these sort of (coughs) um, cosmetic changes. But uh, 343 Industries essentially said because the Warthog tops out at, I think, 70 miles an hour. They felt like it wouldn't be any fun to to drive on a track. Now I sort of beg to differ. Totally even if would. you know, even uh, if you're not racing it, yeah, I just thought it would be amazing. The the sort of you know coup de grace would be to actually uh, yeah. have it and then have somebody on the turret and just blow all the other cars up. Because so. then it wouldn't matter if you're going <laughs> seventy four miles an hour. Exactly, <laughs> you'd win anyways.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the deal. This is you know Halo's tenth anniversary this year. Let us drive the fucking warthog. And you know? even I mean, if
1: it's only going seventy, I think it'd be hilarious to go online and race with like you know a dozen other warthogs at you. like seventy miles an hour yeah, and yeah. like doing these subtle passes.
0: Thank you. Like I doing I, power slides and yeah. Like I mean, it's not
1: driving two hundred and forty miles an hour in a Veyron, but it's it would be fun.
2: It would be warthog races. Warthog which, races. You know, technically you can do in any Halo game with yeah. a little tweaking in, in a custom map, but alas, not in Forza.
1: No. And for anyone who is racing around in Forza, um, Walter and I set up the IGN Car Club, so you can join it and um, race around and challenge us and set some times, and we're just building up a car club. So go to the community part of Forza 4, and go to Car Clubs, and search for IGN, and just send in your request, and sooner or later we'll approve you, because we have to go through each one individually and hit yes, accept. And it's growing quickly. There's like, it's probably over 100 people by now. Whoa. So join on in. We don't have any set events yet, but at some point or another, all of us will be online racing. So we can play together.
0: For sure. Yay! And we've got another thing for you guys. Um, Forza 4, we have a giveaway. Uh, We have a version of the game, uh, the complete version of the game, rather, uh, that we're giving away along with a um, tire pressure gauge. And a, Which is so amazing. It's all built yeah. into
1: this pseudo owner's yeah. manual. That's right. actually a notebook you can scribble in, but it includes the game, the install disc with extra cars, um and the notebook. And yeah, like you said, a so, forza yeah.
0: brand. So it's a nice leather band leather bound note notepad. Yeah. Yep.
2: So a little background. So here at the IGN Towers and offices we get Uh, stuff when we review uh, the games as you guys all know and hear about so this is one of the things that they sent um, to us and we just thought hey you guys might like it so if you're a big forza fan um, if i'm a big forza fan whoever you are that's a forza fan how do we how do we go about winning this steven well what you got to
0: do is you have to send an email to unlocked at ign.com and let us know which edition of forza 4 you are most looking forward to and that's about which, it. We will Which edition? Which edition? Addition. Oh, oh, addition. oh, okay. Sorry, oh the see.
1: newest aspect of the game.
2: Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm looking forward to driving warthogs. Do I win?
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, we will we will
0: pick these answers at <clears throat> random. Yeah. And get back to you and let you know if you've won or not. So yeah, you could you could be a jackass and say, <laughs> I want to drive the warthog. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and you could very well win Forts of Four. Whoa. From IGN.com. Whoa. 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 Cool, and speaking of Warthogs and all things Halo, let's talk about the Halo Reach title update beta, which you played, as I.
2: Casey, yes. Yes, we did. Looking at you, sir.
1: Give us, a, give us a breakdown of what the update is bringing. <clears throat> uh,
2: so the update essentially, um, it changes some of the functionality of the armor ability, specifically the armor lock and the active camo. And uh, more notably, it uh, creates the, um, or it adds a change to the bloom Uh, And the bloom effect, for those of you who don't know, um, or reticle bloom, uh, essentially, uh, when when you're firing, what Halo Reach did is, if I'm shooting at you, um, I can pull the trigger and fire as many bullets as I want, but if I hold the trigger down, um, the... uh, the hitbox i guess opens up with the reticule, and that's what the bloom is so the, the the more i fire that that and i'm making
0: this finger motion right
2: now in the studio ladies and gentlemen so i don't know It explains can, it very well you with can't his fingers see it. It goes. It's
0: just, basically it's degrading accuracy exactly so, so like as your weapon kicks back and you know you you fire more rounds and stuff you're going to notice a, a you're going to lose some whoop. accuracy yeah yeah exactly it makes that it's very accurate. natural it's it's a, a, a real thing to have I think it's great.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: so uh, some
2: people really like it. Some yeah. people don't. So, um, so wait,
1: are they upping it or downing it for the update? They
2: are downing it um, on two levels. So they have one setting where it'll essentially be be reduced by about fifteen percent. So they're calling it eighty five percent bloom, and yep. then there is uh, ZB or zero bloom. And the impetus behind oh, this, hmm. um, as three four three industries have explained. Uh, is to recreate the gameplay uh, mechanics of some of the more powerful weapons, in particular the Magnum from uh, Halo Combat Evolved, Um, and that gameplay we're going to be seeing with the launch of Halo Anniversary, Mm -hmm. exclusively on Xbox on November 15th. And so the title update, (coughs) uh, which happened right around the end of September, and actually now there's... um, there are these beta hoppers that you can jump into to sort of try out and see how all of this feels and behaves uh, in advance of the release of Anniversary. So the the reticle bloom um, you're going to see in particular with uh, the Magnum and with these sort of, um, uh, like the Magnum, and I think it's the DMR. Yeah, um, the DMR. Yeah. So... So yeah, I I played a ton of it. And uh, for reference, I hadn't played Halo Reach probably in about a month or so. So just to get a good sort of A-B test, um, I went in uh, over the course of the past couple days and played a ton of just regular multiplayer. Yeah. And then I went into um, the... If you're choosing sort of your matchmaking playlist, you can just uh, go in and you'll see all the different uh, choices. And one of them is uh, TU, which stands for Title Update um, Beta. And you can go into that and then uh, you have your choices. So I played a bunch of uh, Title Update... Uh, Slayer matches. And I gotta tell you I really like Zero Bloom. It's fun. It's fast. It changes gameplay. It reminds me of Combat Evolved and in particular, um, although it's different from Halo 2, it really reminded me of how playing like SWAT for instance used to feel with Halo 2. Just super fast, super frenetic. Um, I think you have to be a better shot and you have to be quicker on the trigger. Um,
0: And it was just really fun. But at what cost, Mr. Wayne? My problem with it is that it takes away the strategy? I mean, there's some strategy involved with incorporating Bloom at all in Halo, and I mean it, it makes some of the weapons, like the DMR and the um, the 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 Needler rifle, it makes them really kind of overpowered. I mean, it looks like there's so much effort putting being put into this title update to balance some issues. You mentioned the the armor, the armor lock, and the active camo, but then by removing bloom you know you you kind of are adding another element that would need to be tweaked later on down the line i mean people are going to find a way to exploit this and just make it not fun
2: yeah uh,
0: i mean it's just a it's a different gameplay variant
2: i mean it's the same thing as adding um you know uh, hyper speed or changing the gravity it's just a different uh way to play it. and specifically uh folks um, these are these are uh, beta specific hoppers, so not everything in Reach has been changed. And if you do play it and you find that you don't like the Bloom, then you can just go to a different um, a different variant of whatever you're playing, whether it be objective based or uh, just you know Slayer sort of deathmatch stuff. Um, and the same thing is going to be the case with um, Anniversary when it comes out. You'll be able to play with uh, sort of I guess what you would call standard Reach rules, which would include all the armor abilities. You'll also be able to play turning those off because one of the um, I I, I I think that there's this sense that if we're going to play what would essentially be reborn versions of uh collector's edition uh, maps um which is sort of part of the aim um with halo anniversary uh, people want to do it without sort of the new reach stuff um so when when anniversary ships you're going to be able to play versions of those maps with combat evolved rules meaning that there will be zero bloom and there will be no um none of the armor stuff but you'll also be able to switch it around i mean that's kind of the whole by design that's always been sort of the mantra that I think Bungie has followed and now three for three are um, continuing to, to to follow just giving people options so yeah
0: no I, I totally agree with that and I'm I'm by no means saying that having the choice to have these is a bad idea I think it's great like the, fa- the fact that, that you know these guys are giving players the choice of how they want to play the game if they want to do the the old rules or the new rules bloom no Bloom you know, I'm I'm totally for the for the option of choice, but I mean, in terms of the edition itself, I'm not I'm not a fan.
2: You are lame, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that Maybe no,
2: I ah, man, when I play, I, I uh, did you try it at
1: all, Peter? I haven't played it. No. Okay,
2: but you got to do it. And guys, you know play it i don't know if, um i mean obviously this is a 360 podcast so uh, most of you probably have heard of or uh, have you know play halo <laughs> <laughs> so i'd be curious to see what you guys think too um i think that it's pretty significant right now it just feels like this thing that they're trying out which they certainly are but this is going to be a major sort of game type coming into the launch of anniversary um so tell us what you think i really feel like it it really changes things up and i would recommend before you jump into the tu beta uh, go and play a good four, five, six matches of regular multiplayer just to get sort of the feel. If you haven't been playing every day, which some of you do, I know.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah.
2: But for those of you who maybe haven't played in a little bit, it's a good reason to jump back in, play some Halo, get a feel for, okay, this was Reach, um, and then jump into the, the title update beta and see sort of the differences in
0: how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. Give it a shot. Halos. And if you don't like it, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> not saying I don't like choice. Choice is an awesome thing. Uh, next up the xbox dashboard update which is going live on november 25th um they have begun beta signups so yeah, check the out the public yeah allowing the public to get in there and check out their preview program which is something they do you know every year that they do one of these big m- overarching um dashboard updates they you know let the public get in there and check it out first um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, what do you guys think of the updates? They've got a modified Silverlight, Connect support, um, the uh, the big news from last week, the addition of TV subscription-based services. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: I mean, I think the, the layout looks pretty nice. And they're definitely, like, trying to angle the whole system and the look to be an entertainment center. Like, they're the new, um, I guess, tabs, with which are all the rectangles with the smaller rectangles around it. Are all split up very nicely to do like movies and TV or games or downloads or all things along those lines. But I think I'm, I don't know, I'd, I'd like to see, I still want to know more about the TV services. I know we talked about this a little bit last week um, and be able to see it in action before I can make any kind of call on it. But I've, I don't know, I've never had one um, old dashboard overhaul with, you know, different look and everything that I've just been like, oh man, I want the old one back. It's just like you kind of adapt and go to the new one. And this one mm. seems like that to me, even though it's a bit major and the way it's all going to shape and operate, um, I'm looking forward to it. Try something new. Yeah.
2: What do you think, Casey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think cosmetically the reorganization of how things are going to be displayed will be cool. Uh, to me, I don't know; it's not that big of a deal. Um, so, <laughs> I I just want the video player to be fast, and you know, if they're going to be sort of overhauling or updating Silverlight, I think that's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of that's bandwidth issues too, um, but I, I just hate it when my videos like you know cash out and I, i'm just sitting there watching you know the loading screen but yeah. um since i moved to san francisco that hasn't been happening as much
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: but i don't know i mean it's not like this huge you know i don't think on november 25th you're going to sign in you're going to download the update and you're going to look at it and go
0: oh my what is no. this no i'm sure well, yeah i mean of course not from it's you know, just an interface exactly like from a from a gameplay perspective, it's really not going to be that big of a, an issue or a game changer. But I like the idea of that they're modifying Silver uh, Silverlight, and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be great for like actually being able to just stream videos right from the dashboard, and not having to go into like a separate program. I think that that kind of integration, you know, will really go a long way. I think it might even go further than like the actual changes to the UI itself. Right. Um, Just that kind of video integration. It'll, you know, make things look a lot sleeker and cooler, and it'll, you know, you can show your friends, hey, check out my Xbox 360. It's got all this video shit. You know, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got, friends? What do you got, PS2? Yeah, right? (laughs) What do you got, Genesis? PS2 had that little, uh, like, weird crystal configuration Mm -hmm, that just kind of floated in the background. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, every time you turned it on, there was, like, Like somebody threw a piano down the stairs. Do you remember that? It was like, (laughs) 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 so weird.
2: But, you know, at the end of the day, I would much rather be a part of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer beta than the dashboard beta. Oh, Ooh. wait, what did I just say? What, what have you done? Was that a segue?
0: Whatever have you done? Good segue.
1: That's yeah, right. Yeah, today, uh, Bioware released a video that kind of outlined more what the multiplayer is.
0: A little bit. I mean, it, it's
1: still kind of vague.
0: Uh, yeah, and that, it was just kind of, I didn't really feel like they gave anything away. The
1: thing they laid out, four-player co-op separate from the single player campaign but somehow still ties into the story correct and how you operate in these campaigns and gain influence throughout the universe are going to affect the outcome of the single player game but at the same time completely unnecessary if you just want to play it by yourself
2: i think the wording they're using is optional
1: yes that's so,
0: very smart wording on their part as well. A lot of people are right. pretty pissed I think off if, about this.
2: I think if they said, you know, guys, this is totally unnecessary.
0: <laughs> 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 By a be like,
2: Casey Hudson, let's have a chat. Hey, come here. Um, but no, Peter, you're right. It's uh, Right now, I mean, with the limited information that we've been given, it's it's being sort of angled as an optional piece that will allow people to, I guess, enjoy... Uh, Mass Effect and everything that it has to offer uh, or a slice I guess um, of yeah. Mass Effect with their, with your friends but it doesn't even though it has some sort of um, uh, I guess the, I, what's the wording that they used for it uh, the tie into to the single player campaign like your um, oh god dang it I forget the word. Uh,
1: I think they're talking about like influence in the well, galaxy, it's, like it's power. A, it's sort of It's not
2: influence. It's like, but there's a word for it, and I'm sorry, I'm totally spacing on it. Oh. But it's the equivalent of some sort of XP that is going to. I think it's readiness. That's what it
1: is. You're right. Yes, yeah, that's the one.
2: That's why I couldn't think of it because it's such a weird word. Like you know, when there's a very bizarre word. Yeah, right. readiness. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. somehow that's that's uh, affecting um, your single player campaign. And um, but even though uh, you. It does affect your single-player campaign. You're only going to be able to play in co-op with specific types of characters. Meaning, as far as I know, you're not going to be playing with your Shepherd.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're playing with no. any of the campaign characters. You no. get like the four different classes mm-hmm. of soldier to play with, and then you can play with all kinds of different alien species.
0: Yeah, you can be Ansari and yeah. Drowl now, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, which is but, nice because yeah. that was when I first heard multiplayer. I was like, but whose Shepherd is right? I like my Shepard. I don't want to. I don't want to be mixing Shepherds with other Massive Effect players. That's right. No,
2: no inner mingling of Shepherds. Yeah. So let's discuss. How important is this? What does this mean? Is this, you know, it, should the, should Bioware have done this? Uh, Do people care? What? I think
0: from from my perspective, is Bioware is wrapping up this franchise. Basically, this is the end. Well, this is the end of their trilogy at least. The 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 Shepard saga, mm-hmm. and. How they've been able to carry on before was, you know, with a lot of DLC, a lot of great DLC campaigns for Mass Effect 2, mm-hmm. but, I mean, pretty much this has been a series that's like, oh, wait till you see what happens next. It's very episodic in that fashion. Like, you start out Mass Effect 1, then Mass Effect 2, you're carrying on the story of your specific Shepard that you're tooling your universe towards, and at the end of this game, that'll be it. Like, that's the end of your Shepard story. Yeah. It seems to me like they just want to keep it going a little bit. So, by integrating multiplayer in this fashion, you know, making the smart move to not make it have anything to do with your, your single player campaign, which I'm all for. I, I really wouldn't want any kind of intermixing going on there. But I, you know, I, I really think that this is just kind of their way of extending the universe and keeping it going a little bit longer. I mean, perhaps, you know, there's going to be DLC for new worlds and new maps yeah, and I'm stuff sure. that'll be completely associated with the multiplayer campaign
1: no that's a good point it's like it's kind of a reminder that hey there's this whole universe out here it's not just about Shepard.
0: yeah and it's not just gonna end one day I mean, yeah well, you can keep it alive yeah keep hope alive people mass effect 3 mass effect 3
2: that's the lamest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> I, well <laughs> I tell just, me what you think then. i'm just kidding <laughs> I, you know I'm, I'm on the fence um I definitely, as you said in your your video, where you were being confronted by Mister Miller, I know um, I thought he was gonna he was gonna kill me with that lance, that lancer, with that lancer. chainsaw <laughs> your face. Um, I, I definitely have faith in Bioware. Um, it feels a little tacked on. Dare I say it? Um, so you know, I want to see sort of how it plays out, and I want to see. Uh, what it means in the overall context of the game, you know? So this notion of it adding to the universe, what does it add? You know, so I get to play in the Mass Effect world a little bit longer or, you know, do some sort of side mission or something that might be the equivalent of like Spec Ops and Call of Duty or something like that. I don't know. You know, I don't know what that's going to mean. And if it's just, okay, this is us running down a bunch of halls and shooting dudes and... Are we gaining? What are we gaining as we go through? Is are we learning more about the the story? Are we learning more about you know X Y Z fill in the blank? So I you know I want to learn more about that. I'm not against it um, as much as I guess I just want to know why. And I know that they are explaining it, but it's kind of you know it's a little market speaky. This or marketing speak. Yeah, is it is yeah, at this point. The, the stuff that they're, they're that they're talking about it feels a little reactionary. Quite frankly, it feels like um, you know two days ago news broke that multiplayer indeed was confirmed and you know from a magazine cover uh i think i don't even know what magazine it was um and then all of a sudden there was a post on bioware and now all of a sudden bioware just releases this video so it feels a little bit like maybe this wasn't supposed to be talked about right now and the magazine cover came out and now all of a sudden they're just pushing everything out. yeah so yeah
0: it could be it could be like the uh the big call of duty modern warfare 3 leak from yeah. When. <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> that was so sad. That but uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's different than that. But sh- yeah, sure. yeah. I know. Um,
2: so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Um, should I say I'm carefully optimistic?
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you guys this then. Suppose Mass Effect Three was a completely single player experience like one and two, but Bioware released a Mass Effect spin off game that was multiplayer centric. How would what were your thoughts be on it then?
1: if it was a uh, its own entity, the yeah. multiplayer version? If it was a
0: separate completely separate game had nothing to do with Mass Effect 3.
1: I think I'd be more apt to champion that or be get excited about that anyways. Cuz I'm like I'm so used to living out my Mass Effect story and my choices and all this stuff and if I have to play it in co-op with three other people to get a, you know, maybe a more interesting and more more beneficial ending, it feels like it's really turning courses on how I've played Mass Effect so far. So if there was a game that was completely built from the ground up to be a co-op shooter, a multiplayer um, RPG shooter, I think I'd be more apt to get excited about that. But at this point, Mass Effect 3 with multiplayer is very much like I'd still like to hear more cautiously optimistic, like you said. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't see them putting out a separate
2: release. I mean, if it were DLC. I mean, I just want to know what it is. Like what yeah. it right now it just feels like something that they've added that is sort of like, oh, people have asked for for multiplayer, but we don't want to go the route of tacking on like a weird kind of BioShock 2 Dead Space 2 type Dead Space 2, yeah. throwaway multiplayer. Um and sorry to the, you know, people that slaved over that for weeks and months and you know, years and I love Digital Extremes. I know they they did the multiplayer for BioShock 2, but did BioShock 2 need multiplayer? No. I mean, I to your original point, like, say, for instance, Mass Effect 3 shipped just like the first two did as single-player experiences, I don't think I would walk away from that uh, in the same way that I didn't from 1 or 2 thinking, wow, this would really be awesome with, with multiplayer. Now, at the same time, I'm all for innovation and some sort of creative implementation of being able to play with my friends because that's fun. And, um I think that's part of the appeal of the Star Trek game that got announced at E3. That sort of looks a little bit like mm-hmm. Mass Effect and it's co-op where you play as Kirk and Spock. And so in this case, you're sort of doing that Mass Effect type thing. You're just not doing it with your Shepard to, yeah. to your point. So right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, what do you guys think of the connect features? I know these, these got announced way, way long ago. But I mean, in terms of you know discussing whether or not certain features are being tacked onto this game. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of that? <clears throat> I... I
1: know why. They're trying to make the entire Xbox a seamless thing where you can just yell at your machine and it'll do stuff for you. Yeah,
2: see, I already do that, and um, (laughs) I don't know if it's a very productive thing. So, for me, this is me on a typical night sitting in front of my TV uh, with headphones on. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be weird yelling at my Kinect while I'm wearing headphones, and I've got (laughs) 5-to-1 Dolby surround sound booming in my ears, and I'm like, Xbox reload or go there
0: stasis or whatever yeah. it might
2: be I did that that feels frankly that feels stupid to me
0: so yeah but here's the thing with it like if this is completely voice operated and you're talking to your team and giving them orders why do you need to connect for that exclusively because as long as I could tell, every Xbox 360 is shipped with a headset. Yeah, thank you. So yeah. why can't you just use your headset, get that same kind of functionality? I don't understand the need to to put Connect. Everything's better with Connect, like on the box, just for that implicit reason.
2: Steven, you know, you need to stop with this type of questioning. The the <laughs> Xbox are being alerted to <laughs> this this dissent. Oh my God, I hear them. I think there are people out there that might catch on to what you're suggesting and. You know, they may not like it. I mean, cause what? What, you're, oh what you're basically God. doing is saying that you don't really need to connect for these connect features, and if you don't, then how connecty are they? Oh
1: Has God, any game ever used the headset to operate anything in the game?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, War, the Tom Clancy RTS yeah, yeah. game. Good point. And yeah. it, 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 it that game actually did it very well. Yeah. yeah. Like and it's just
2: using the headset. It's in fact the exact same
1: functionality.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You tell your your units what to do. You single them out. You say tank go i here. think if
1: anything it should allow for both because while they've sold mm-hmm. it there's a lot of connects out there
2: yeah but uh, how many more headsets are there why do you exactly need a, no that's what i mean know. like but why would you need a connect to do this you wouldn't i mean you don't they, it's been it's been proven you that you, connect. you don't connect
0: you're on notice <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right let's go to some fresh news guys um Whoa. just today in fact this was announced microsoft has bought twisted pixel the developers of Splosion Man, Miss Splosion Man, um, the Mom, Ma. the Ma, Comic Jumper, Comic Jumper, Gunstringer, yes. Gunstringer. Oh, Gunstringer! I oh, that game was awesome. Wait, that was
1: on
2: Connect.
0: There's a Connect, Connect game. Connect, man. Connect. You're off notice. But it actually was an amazing Connect game. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. It yeah. had a great sense of humor about mm-hmm. it. It was responsive controls. It was just an awesome Connect game. It was a lot of fun. Um, but what do you guys think of this? What do you think of this purchase? So the
1: one thing we were talking about earlier, like Microsoft doesn't buy many studios. They have a lot of partners and for, like, Epic Games or Gears of War, that kind of thing, but they don't own Epic Games. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, they bought Rare, and now Rare is helping make Connect Sports Season 2. So are they going to take Twisted Pixel off of what they do best, like these quirky, you know, humorous games, um, and make them work on something else? Or are they still going to have that kind of indie freedom that they had in the past?
0: I really hope it's the latter. Because yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
2: because the, the Microsoft purchase of Rare... Uh, ostensibly just destroyed rare. I mean, like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean yeah. a lot of people love Viva Pinata, but I mean, I don't associate rare with uh stuff that's like post Microsoft. I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I just don't.
0: I, yeah, when you think rare, I mean, Viva Pinata, while a good game, it probably isn't the first thing that comes to your mind.
2: No, so and uh, I don't know what that means for Twisted Pixel. Um, I mean, they're a great team. I, I think that, um, you know their their thing is making these these fun you know downloadable XBLA games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, what direction it goes. I mean, it, arguably, if they already own Rare, they don't necessarily need a second house to sort of produce the, um, the sort of platform specific content like the Avatar yeah. stuff that, yeah. that Rare does and whatnot. Um, I'm, I'm imagining that they're going to just sort of uh, become the Microsoft de facto. Uh, XBLA
1: yeah. sort of studio. Fun so. fun fact about Twisted Pixel. All their games run on the exact same engine mm-hmm. that they built in-house, which is codenamed The Beard.
0: Uh-huh. The
1: Beard Engine. Whoa. It started with the Maw, yeah. and they've just added feature after feature for each new game. And you'll notice, like Comic Jumper looks a lot like the Gunstringer in mm-hmm. different areas. like The way it shifts from 2D to 3D, and the Explosion Man, same sort of thing in the two-dimensional world. Um, so it's just this... That's what they have used for all of their games. So, like you're saying, it would be weird for them to suddenly be developing with totally different technology in a different way, like avatars, or get tacked on to finish off some other game when this is what they do well, this engine, this type of game.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I think they're just going to continue to do what they're doing, and more of it. So. I think and so. I and mean, they're funded yeah. now, so they have the freedom to sort of explore, and they've got you know, yeah. all the tools and all the marketing behind them and the platform sort of to do what they want. So.
0: And so far, they've you know, already shown that they know how to make Kinect work as a Absolutely. hardcore gaming platform. Right. I mean, the the gun stringer. I you know, I don't care who you are. That game is freaking fun. It is fun. And it's a blast. And you know, they've they've figured out that formula. And I guess it's a good thing for Microsoft to you know be able to want to capitalize on that. I just hope they they don't squander it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And for everybody out there who loves Rare, I do too. I'm not trying to bag on them. And Vivapinion <laughs> was really fun. I play with my daughter. But. When I think of Rare, I think of Nintendo 64, but let's not go there.
1: Let's not. No. It'll make us all very sad. <laughs> I just, I just had
0: images of Fulgore
1: <laughs>
0: going <laughs> through my head. Like, literally going through my head That is literally. twin that blades is on The wrist.
2: worst, best fighting game. <laughs>
0: Shut up. Worst? Come on. Come best. not Ki- worst.
2: Dude, Killer Instinct is not a good game, but it's so much fun. It's a guilty pleasure. It's like fighting vipers or something.
0: I will ultra combo your ass Tell into Tell me the that moon. I'm wrong.
2: Come on, you know You're
0: wrong. What, dude? Seriously, <laughs> I love Killer Instinct. That's I do
2: too. I just said that, but it's not a good game. <gasps> oh it's, my God. It, it's totally possible to like something that isn't great. I mean, compare, dude, compare Killer Instinct to Mortal Kombat.
0: Killer Instinct two had the rock paper scissors, uh, rock paper scissors, um, special move configuration where you could literally do counters. Translation cheap bullshit cheap not bullshit it was a very well thought out countering system translation the game plays (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) oh
2: my god especially if you play as glacius let's move on
0: to questions and answers everybody (laughs) sorry and there's even better rare games though but anyways
2: i started the rare tangent (laughs) fuck you did
0: how dare you all right today i have three questions for you First is a logical continuation of a previous one from episode 28 regarding Battlefield. Peter was lucky to spend some time with an updated build of this game. He even wrote an article about it. But what about the graphics? DICE has concerned, or confirmed excuse me, that there will be an option to install the game with high-res textures. How does this game look when you guys last played it? Second one, there are rumors. Or Actually, do you guys want to address that first thing first? And sure. then we'll move on to the second one? Um, Who is this, who's this be question from? This is from Chris. From Hi, Home. Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. And, so, what what
2: are, and wait, before we begin, are we taking email? We're taking that's some... What, that's, this is email? Questions and answers.
1: email! Email! e-mail. Oh, sorry. All right, go, Peter. Chris, um, we only learned about this uh, installation option post-event. So we cannot mm. confirm or deny whether the systems running Battlefield 3 on all three platforms at the event had this installed. I'm assuming they probably did. Dude, you guys showed up after... I was there all day. I played mainly on PC, but I also um, ran a few mops, maps on PlayStation 3, and I ran some co-op and multiplayer on Xbox 360. Now, the PC is super sexy, super smooth. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that's because PC is the lead platform. Every like, super sexy trailer uh, they've showed off has been on PC. And when I first saw it on PS3, um, it, there were some concerns, and everyone has seen similar concerns in the beta. Because that was very similar to what I saw the first time I played it on console. But now that they're showing off more maps, some of the single player, and all of this, it's actually, I think, shaping up quite nicely on consoles.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I checked it out at the same event, and the uh, 360 version, at the very least, looks leaps and bounds better than the beta did. Yes. Um, the lighting effects have been improved. Everything kind of looked you know, really washed out and kind of you know, muddy in the beta. Um, that's gone. You know, there's a lot of there have been a lot of improvements to the coloring and the lighting in the version in the version that we saw. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's going to look really good. I mean, I don't think it's going to be you know the revolutionary game changer that everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I think that might be reserved for the PC. Um, but the 360 version at least will be a confident, very solid-looking shooter. I mean, it's not going to be ugly by any means. I no. It's gonna and if great. you
1: if you guys are curious for some kind of direct comparisons the video preview i posted up i think it went up yesterday morning they showed off operation firestorm and grand bazaar the operation firestorm map is on pc but once we switch topics and start talking about grand bazaar that is actually footage from the ps3 version
2: now speaking of which um, at the event i played ps3 and 360 i found the ps3 version to be less graphically awesome. <clears throat> but to me, the PS3 looked a little, um, I don't know, almost like oil-treated or something. Like, the the graphics just weren't as crisp. And I don't know, I, the 360 just looked more clear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so... and You know, what's interesting is I found that uh, same sort of effect with Rage. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Rage on 360 and PS3. For whatever reason, the, the 360 version looks... Almost identical, which is uh, saying a lot uh, to the PC mm-hmm. version. The 360 well, version of now, I'm, now
0: uh, <laughs> maybe maybe PC version now. The, but okay. It looked like it, it was. There's all kinds of shit wrong with that game. Oh, that's not my out. point. That's not my <laughs> point. I'm not okay. here
2: to hate, Stephen. All right. No, I'm haters gonna hate.
0: Just making an observation.
2: My my point is an operative word being almost. But the the point is, is, typically we see, especially with a game like Rage or Battlefield, we see like a really big divide between PC and 360. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're seeing that still with Battlefield 3. Uh, we didn't really uh, quite as much with rage, but back to the point with rage, if you do an AB between 360 and PS3 you can really see a noticeable different uh, difference both in the textures um, in the anti-aliasing just around the edges it just looks a little rougher and it looks or more rough uh, and it just it just doesn't look quite as um, a, a, as crisp and it's not rendered quite as tightly and I, I found that same thing to be true with uh, the comparison between the 360 and PS3 uh for battlefield i also really felt like the game played differently than the beta i don't know what you yeah. guys think I, I feel like honestly uh, taking a step back from whatever you know they're calling it a beta to me it feels like a demo uh for battlefield 3 um i don't think it was really a good thing for them to release that no nope. i don't no. think it did them any favors no no
0: definitely there's been a lot of negative backlash just over that beta I mean, a lot of people have been very unhappy with it, so...
1: I know, that's a yeah. i I'd played a bunch of the beta, and I'd, you know... I think I've I talked about this in different previews. Like, I've played so much of that Operation Metro map and seen, like, the console version and just been a little bit nonplussed about the whole thing. But going to this event and seeing more of the game, I was finally like, okay, you know, they are doing a lot more than we've seen. And I don't think... People are going to know what the game's really like having just played the beta. So don't make your ma- mind up based on that.
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the things around the beta too was you know leading up to that beta, there was a lot of mystery around the game. Like people had seen yeah. trailers that were you know very very noticeably labeled actual in-game footage, and it's like holy From shit. From PC, yeah, well, of course, <laughs> right? And they're like, wow, this this looks freaking amazing, and I can't wait to get my hands on this game. And then they hear about the beta, and they're like, holy shit, I can finally actually play this mm-hmm. game. And then you know, it's. Really rough around the edges, and people mm-hmm. are underwhelmed. And all of that, all of the you know goodwill that the initial mystery had given the had given the game, is kind of worn away at this point. People yeah. Yeah, people see through it.
1: I think this is one scenario where you're we're we're going to put up a lot of comparison videos. So you're yep. going to see what like what each platform gets, what it looks like with and without these high res installs. So you know exactly what you're getting for which system.
2: And the the good news is, uh, 360 folks out there is um, for whatever reason the 360 just seems at this point to be performing. Uh, better than the PS3. And that's not me speaking from any sort of fanboy perspective. I mean, I, I have a PS3. I've got, you know, every console. Um, I'm looking forward to playing it uh, across each one of the platforms. I want to play it on PC, too, because mm-hmm. um, I can't drive a helicopter with a fuck with a controller. Like, that's one thing that I was really bothered by coming out of that
0: demo. Every time I got in a helicopter, I just went up and then whoo, just and crashed try using that wireless forza wheel <laughs> it, it doesn't it. pitch <laughs> i don't know
1: what's that's the best Nada part though the, like you the, know you hop on in, as a passenger in a jet or in a, a helicopter and you know immediately if the driver knows what they're doing <laughs> and luckily you can just hop out at any time and parachute down to safety and <laughs> save yourself how
2: many times did that happen though on, on some of the bigger scale maps um when you're you're running to to a jeep or a tank and you just see these helicopters take off
1: <laughs> I know, it's hilarious <laughs> and i i too i did the same thing i'd like in um oh something I can't talk about different map um I crashed a helicopter, needless to say.
0: Mm. We, should, we should just make a video of that, of just like a montage of helicopters going Learning up, to like, fly. Going up about Getting your pilot's license. And then, yeah, and then barreling straight down. If we captured footage of me playing,
2: I'm sure you have plenty. <laughs> you yeah. <of
0: them>, so. <laughs> so, so, can oh. hammer that out in like half half an hour. Uh,
2: I was just going to say, so in answer to your question, Chris, um, I, I think that uh, we're, we're feeling like uh, we have a renewed faith in the fidelity of the yep. 360 version. Uh, again, I mean, we just saw... Uh, what we were told was a uh, an older build. In fact, I think you know what we played last week uh, was, or at least by EA's account, was about a month old. So, Which is strange to me, again, because the game comes out... I think think
1: that was a closer build, uh, like two weeks.
2: Okay, well, so at any rate, I mean, the way that all this stuff works is once a game goes into certification, it becomes what they call a gold master candidate. And, I mean, the game comes out in two weeks. So for them to actually have a finished game that's certified and pressed and printed and in boxes and out to warehouses and to your retailer, uh, you would have to have a much you know like i finished first the game essentially so it's weird if we're playing old builds that just seems to be the Mm -hmm. the pr caveat oh guys it's so cool this is like last year's build
1: and these days like uh that going gold is an announcement people make they tell you when and things are ready to go and we haven't heard anything from there yeah
2: there's been no going Mm -hmm. gold announcement for battlefield 3 i
1: think the last one we heard was uncharted
2: right well that just went gold that comes out um on the first Mm -hmm. so that actually comes out later
1: yeah
0: (laughs) what is going on dice get it together you're on notice. You're on notice. You and Connect. Okay, here's the second part of Chris's question. There are rumors that a next-gen Xbox will be announced at E3 2012, and I'm a little concerned since I've invested a large sum of money in this iteration of hardware and games. Do you think that there will be some kind of backwards compatibility to play games from 360 on 720, or whatever it may be called, or players should start... Or should players start to trade their systems up in the near future? You know what? I'm going to answer that because it's so
2: obvious. I mean, Microsoft builds all of their consoles to be 100% backwards compatible. So, for instance, on the 360, you can play every game from your three, from your original Xbox library totally with no problem. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. Chris, we don't know. We're scared. Oh, we are scared.
1: I hope, I for one do hope they do backwards compatible i don't care if that takes away from some other gen like or some other tech they're trying to add in let us play the games we've invested all this money in
0: let us finally play panzer dragoon orta (laughs) i i gotta say though guys i don't think it's looking good i mean backwards compatibility like it it takes it takes resources it takes time It it takes you know you have these hardware makers trying to literally cut every corner they possibly can and they're still losing money on their hardware at least right out of the gate yeah you know when they first launch you know they they lose upwards of almost a hundred dollars sometimes even more than that on you know their on every single system they sell so anytime that they can cut those corners they're going to so i mean i just don't see backwards compatibility backwards compatibility being that big of a thing but i mean here's the thing you have an xbox 360 chris you have a a ton of games, you know, just hold on to them for a little while until you're done with them and maybe at that point the...
1: Cross your fingers you don't red ring after we're into the next generation and they're not going to repair it anymore. Ouch.
0: You know, but I don't know though. I mean, at the
2: at the the point of backwards compatibility and no backwards compatibility between the original three hundred and sixty or the original Xbox and the three hundred and sixty, uh, the catalog was you know very different than what the three hundred and sixty catalog is now. I mean, I yeah. I don't know what the numbers are, but I would guess it's probably three times the size. I mean, there's so many games out now for three hundred and sixty, and the amount of time that three hundred and sixty's been out on the market compared to how long the the Xbox was out. Um, what is it? So, the, the Xbox came out in 2001, and then the 360 came out in 2005, so four years. I guess it's not that much longer. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I would think that uh, that they would – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the opposite way. I would think that they would think that that would be important and that that would be a major consideration. I'm not going to put it past them. I could see them sort of coming up with the same thing, meaning – uh, the new Xbox is going to have uh, partial compatibility. I mean, that's what they—that's what they did with <clears throat> the 360, and they made sure that it played the important games. Yeah, or you know what they deemed were important. Well, I mean, that's—that's
0: that's what they said. I mean, it was the, as long as it could play Halo, right? Deus Ex Invisible War was just not important to you. <laughs> oh, Steve, is that—is that, is that what you're trying to say? Go ahead, go ahead, um, tell me that
1: <laughs> on the record.
0: You couldn't—you couldn't play Robotech. But, yeah, I mean, as it, as you Actually, can you see, could. Chris, we're, we're a little con- conflicted as to whether or not um, they will include backwards compatibility. I think if they do, it'll be extremely limited. I mean, we're not going to see something like, you know, the Wii's backwards compatibility of of GameCube games, which was just removed in this latest hardware iteration. Yeah. Not to digress, but, yeah, I mean, as you can see, the, the trend has been... They're, they're starting to really shy away from backwards compatibility.
2: Well, and the same thing with Sony. I mean, they're both Nintendo and Sony now have, have gone honey badger. So, yeah. I, I mean, the question is, does Microsoft give a shit?
0: That is the ultimate question. Does Microsoft give a shit? Let's just call this podcast, Does Microsoft Give a Shit? (laughs) Podcast Unlocked, episode 29, Does Microsoft Give a Shit?
2: And I'm sorry I keep clearing my throat. I don't know why when I sit down in front of this mic, I just feel like I have to clear my throat. I got a tweet last week, (laughs) like, hey, Casey, can you please clear clear your throat before you sit down? I'm sorry, broski. Let me clear my throat my bad (laughs) it's all my fault so we've managed to get through one
0: question from one person not even we've got one more part to that i haven't played crisis on pc but now it's on xbox live for 1600 microsoft points it's an incredible game even after all these years hell i would probably buy the boxed version there isn't much info on ign about it an updated xbox 360 specific review would be nice (sighs) well chris (laughs) have we got news for you (laughs) The review is currently up. Uh, our very own Ryan Clements did a review on the PSN and XBLA versions. Or not XBLA, sorry. Xbox 360 Games on Demand. Boom. It's actually not a, um Xbox Live Arcade game. It has the full 1,000 gamer points. Yep, yeah,
2: which you can unlock uh, three quarters of just by running through the game on just normal difficulty, which I'm working on right now. And it's actually quite fun. Um, so, I mean... I think it's uh, it's it's worthwhile if you're a shooter fan. Yeah. Um, the controls at times can be a little clunky if you're trying to play more stealthy, but for somebody who just wants to rush in and tear everything apart and do it in an artful way that looks really nice, um, <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with something like this for, I think it's 20 bucks. So
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: I would imagine if it's not something that you have to rush out and get right now, it'll, it, you will probably see it go on sale sometime within the next three to six months. So keep that in mind. There were a bunch of games that went on sale today, so... Or this week for on Xbox Live and all sorts of crazy deals have been going on with DLC every
0: all.
1: week. Yeah, well, I know it's every week, but so <laughs> yeah, speaking of you perfect know my point. dark
0: is uh, perfect
1: dark's five bucks this week. That's right, Shadow Complex 750. Man, oh, 50% yes. off both those games,
2: guys. You should just turn this podcast off and go download Shadow Complex if you don't own it. And <laughs> I you're agree, a
1: 360
0: fan, and then punch yourself in the face. No, let's keep going, exactly. We love you, Chris hi my friend and i have had a gold membership since halo 3 however we currently don't use any of the gold features we rarely play online and don't use any of the other features we want to drop down to silver we thought that if we didn't if we just didn't renew it would drop us automatically but my friend whose subscription expired first says it didn't when he logs on it asks to change the payment option he cancels that and gets online but with no friends we don't want to pay for things we are not using, and we know we will not use in a while. If we cancel our membership, will it bring us to silver and let us keep our friends, GamerScore, and Microsoft points? Help IGN, you're our only hope. From Guillermo Lopez in the Dominican Republic.
1: That's a very good question. I think uh, I saw you talking about that earlier. Call Microsoft. Yeah. Call them and talk to them. Absolutely. Tell them your woes. Tell them your troubles because there's no reason you need to lose your gamer score after all that hard work when no, it's really just not. comes down to a billing issue. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you know, I I got this question and I did a lot of searching on the internet try to figure this out. And um, yeah, it looks like your best option would just be to call them and and let them know. And say, hey, I really like my gamer tag. I like my gamer score, and I don't want to pay for gold service anymore. I'd like to downgrade to silver, and I'm pretty sure they'll be extremely helpful to you. And yeah assist you and uh, if you need that number it's 1-800-4-my-xbox that's 1-800-4-m-y-x-b-o-x and silver they should help you
2: silver and gold silver and gold
0: that was beautiful thank crazy. you thank you lovely you know what thank you man thank you guillermo <laughs> lopez indeed What's hi up casey next? peter and welcome shopper thank you I currently own a PlayStation. Wait, don't delete. I'm considering getting deleted. Deleted. Considering getting an Xbox. Is it worth it for past exclusives? Gears, Halo, Splinter Cell: Conviction, and any I'm forgetting. Or should I just stick with my enemy system? Regards, Mark W. (laughs) Now, you know, having a PS3 doesn't make you an enemy. I have a PS3, and, and a I actually tale. I enjoy it for the most part. There's a lot of things that I play on it. I love Uncharted. I thought it was a great game. Um, Demons Souls. I Infamous. I screw that. I, I don't like Demon's Souls. It's such a bastard of a game. <laughs> what? It, it ruins my afternoon, man. Well, screw you, man. It ruined my. Uh, that game
2: is way too tough. It's not too <laughs> tough. It's just. It requires that you observe and obey its rules, that's all.
0: Okay, i I I didn't like Castlevania because it was too hard. I'm going to observe World 4-1, those goddamn rolling skeleton things. Like, man, fuck that. Anyway, to answer your question, there are a lot of great exclusives on the 360 that you should check out. Aside from the ones that you listed, um, Fable 2 and 3, I both really like those a lot. Um, I know that a lot of people had issues with Fable 3. Um,
1: I never played it. I played mm-hmm. 2. It was okay. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fable I had, games I are fun pretty fun. I played Fable 2 when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I mean.
1: Yeah. It's so. fun. You can get it for, on the cheap now, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. On the way cheesel. <laughs> uh,
1: Alan Wake. <laughs> Alan Wake. I'm a big absolutely. Alan Wake fan. I don't know how you guys feel about it.
0: I loved Alan Wake. I thought it was a little short, but... I really. I played I really it, and then I played fun. it
1: again on Nightmare, and I'm like, "Why am I collecting these thermoses?" But I couldn't stop. I just played it all <laughs> the way through the second time. Before that's the awesome. DLC, I yeah, I fa- I a thousand pointed I point of that REI. game.
0: Wow. Awesome. Um, Left for Dead, I think that's yes. one that a lot of people forget is actually exclusive console-wise, at least on the uh, yeah. 360, and those games are a blast. A zombie blast. Good call.
1: Crackdown, one of my all-time favorites. The Thank original you. Crackdown. What'd the original. What do you think of two? No, good. Definitely not two.
0: I I did not like two at all. I, the, crackdown but Crackdown two, one holds up. I hard. bought it
1: recently because it was like five bucks on Amazon one gold box deal day. Oh wow! And I still am not that into it.
0: It's just yeah. yeah
2: well, I mean, it's 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 essentially uh, using the the new connectables model, which is connectables <laughs> now with bears. Crackdown two is. Crackdown now with zombies, yep. <laughs> and it's the same um, the same world map, but it's just all beat to crud, and it doesn't have any of the same bosses, and it do- it just doesn't feel the same. So. I, I love Crackdown. Like that's that yes. should be at the top of this list. I mean, Crackdown shows its age a little bit now when you play, it, but it's still just so much fun. Like no, you really, will immediately, no. eh, it does a little bit, but you will immediately become 100% totally addicted to collecting uh, orbs. agility orbs. Oh like god, you yes. Just, oh, it's, and it'll change the way that you look me. at the city skyline if you live near a big city. You it really does. Look up and be like,
0: <laughs> wait, is that a green orb up there? It
1: looks like a green.
0: Is that orb? a dude <laughs> jumping across? three buildings it's crazy um if you like racers there's also project gotham mm-hmm. um which i think is very underrated that was
1: and all the forts and all the did Forzas. he mention the forts yeah
0: that was okay. of the Forza! but yeah i mean there, there's uh, all you mentioned those Gears
1: of war mm-hmm. you have three Gears of wars to get through that's a lot of good good gears in there's there
0: really tons is. of halo i mean tons tons of halo even more on the way with anniversary xbla so.
1: games awesome shadow complex we already mentioned until this week get your mm-hmm. xbox this week get it for
0: half off hell yeah so yeah, man. Now's now's an awesome time to jump in. Super Meat Boy. Jump what? in. Whoa. That was like
1: jump in.
2: That was jump a double, jump entendre. in. double entendre. Double <laughs> entendre. And the
1: what the the base system these days is one ninety nine with the small hard drive, but yeah, you can get yourself an Xbox for one
0: ninety nine up to like four hundred depending on which configuration yeah. you get. Um, but yeah, it's it's an awesome deal. I recommend going for an Xbox if you're a gamer. But hey, that's just me. Uh while I understand your top twenty-five is opinion-based, I feel you're doing a grave injustice for not including a wonderful XBLA game called Trench.
1: Oh, just wanted oh. to point
0: that out. I know most of the old crew is gone, but what happened to the ladies? I understand that Arthur. I understand. I understand <laughs> what happened what to the ladies? Happened. I understand
1: Arthur left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I understand what happened to Arthur and why Ryan no. is not anymore. I get Thanks, it. Trey. Well, Trey. Little news for you. Trenched is actually on our XBLA list. However, the game had its name changed because of a trademark infringement thing going on with a Portuguese board game called Trench. Like, the guy who made Trench uh, wanted to put it, wanted to make a video game out of it. So, this was, you know, kind of a, a copyright issue. But the game is still up on XBLA. It's just called Iron Brigade now. And if you notice on our list, it's number 21. So we do love trench Absolutely. slash Iron Brigade. and In it,
1: the first draft of our list, it said Trenched on the list because even we were yeah. unclear about that name change.
0: Yeah, we had to we had to look that one up. But yeah, and I mean,
1: and as far as uh, staff wise, Arthur left. Christine left us res- recently. Yep, Christine is actually now at Bioware. So,
2: uh best of and good uh-huh. luck to her and we will awesome. be working with her in the future. We
1: will be blaming her for Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. <laughs> oh no.
2: No, it's not her fault. She just got there.
1: <laughs> I know. That's what she did. She got there and she said, "Multiplayer, guys." And Stephanie's here, but she's neck deep in uh a guide we probably aren't supposed to even mention right now.
2: Yeah, but here's also the deal. So uh, we've had some transition on the the Xbox team. So we yeah. all thought it was a good idea to kind of solidify the uh, the cast on Podcast Unlocked. And so for right now, it is going to be Shopper and Peter and myself. Yeah. And uh, we're still building the team a little bit, but um, we wanted to every week have the same. Um, same cast of characters on so you
1: could You're going to know who
2: to expect. Exactly. You could tune in. You know exactly what you're going to get. Have a little consistency, guys. On
1: Thursday morning, you're going to be like, what's Shopper have to say about this? And then you can go to Podcast Unlocked
0: and find out. You will know what Shopper thinks about that. What's up next? Uh, we got time for one more question. No (laughs) way. What? No way. Alright. Hello, Unlocked crew. My name is Josh Jones, and I would first like to say thank you, Casey, for saying happy birthday a month ago. Happy birthday to Josh
1: Trance. Now you're even older, and now you're even older.
0: Now you're even wiser. Whoa. Or maybe just older. I don't know. Maybe you're wiser. Um, and now my question. What are some good third-person action games that are $20, of course, for the Xbox 360?
1: Crackdown. Crackdown.
0: Crackdown. <laughs> We've been
1: over this. Crackdown.
0: There you go. Crackdown. Earth uh, Defense Force 2017. Amazing game. You can find it for under 20 Uh Deadly Premonition. I mean... <laughs> Personally. Wait, wait, wait! What's the criteria here?
2: Is it does it say amazing or anything? Third person. <laughs> oh, just says third. So okay, so
0: good. it doesn't have to be
1: good. No, no, it doesn't. So take that off no, there. Well,
2: no, daily premonition isn't not good. I it's just, really liked it. <laughs> I know, but you have to be careful who you recommend that to. Deadly, just Somebody
1: might never you know, listen to you again.
2: Deadly premonition needs a little caveat. You just need to know what you're getting into. Like you could tell people that, hey, you should go watch this television program. It just it's just a TV show. It's called Twin Peaks. No big deal. No watches and, and say, What the hell am I watching? So if they know, then they'll be prepared. That's true.
0: Be be ready for a weird, very polarizing game. Be ready for the FK in your coffee. Exactly.
1: <sighs>
2: yes. So, uh, enslaved is another good one. Yeah, I yes, enslaved. Right? Hugely, hugely underrated. Yeah. Then, Absolutely, yeah. And then, duh, Batman. I don't know if you're going to be able to find that for the first Batman. You can find it. For I bet 20. you
1: can.
0: Twenty bucks now. Yeah. You I, know what I,
1: I'm thinking too. You might be able to find for twenty bucks is Just Cause Two. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, the oh, game was awesome.
1: fun as yeah. hell. I don't know if I it was call really
2: it really fun. Yeah, not awesome. Fun as hell. Yes.
1: Yes. I yeah, mean, it's not awesome. The voice acting, god awful. <laughs> so bad. But
2: the uh, the what, what did they call that thing? The the harpoon. Oh it's god! Like Whatever gra- it is that shoots the from the your hand. Hook, yeah, the grappling hook. Thank you. It's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm lame. Um, <laughs> but yes, the grappling hook, and you could, you know, you can
1: spend a hundred hours in that game without doing a quest or an, a mission, and it's that you, good. Why
2: would I think you want to complete that. quests? And just skydive? Oh, yeah, just costumes. Uh,
1: if you can find, look out for that. And even if it's twenty-five or thirty dollars, I still highly recommend it.
2: Yeah. Another one that'll probably be in the bargain bin that'll be fun is Prince of Persia.
0: Yeah, I loved Prince of Persia. I thought that good was call. A really, really awesome take on the franchise, and it was different. Yeah, we're talking I mean, about the, uh, the
2: the new one, with yeah. the super, super blue one that you can't die. Where right, your, right. your yeah, your lady friend always catches
1: you. She'll oh, swing oh, you back onto the cliff. Yeah, like an, which yeah. is fun. that is a, it really is a solid. It is a fun game.
2: It's. I mean, it's it's a simple game. I mean, uh, I don't know how much you could pick up Assassin's Creed for, but if you want like awesome action third, you person, probably get two oh, for sure. Assassin's
1: Creed Two at least for that yeah. price. Yeah.
2: I
0: mean, that would two be, is awesome. That would be the one. I think one is probably. Closer to the $10 mark. Closer
1: to the $3 to $4 mark. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, there you go. I think, I think so. that's super easy to so? find these days. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm sure if you haven't already, you could probably nab Grand Theft Auto 4 for that price.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Potentially, on a sale day, Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, but, game well, game. maybe, because they're releasing the Game of the Year edition um, later this month. So I don't know if you can find the original edition for on the cheap, as stores are trying to get rid of their stock.
2: And then did you say Gears already?
1: No. Oh. But smart. Oh, yeah. Simple. Smart. Gears, Gears of War 1. one is definitely uh, absolutely twenty bucks or less. Yeah, for anybody
2: out there who hasn't played Gears, um, I would definitely recommend trying the first one. I mean, it oh, in like, fact, um, seems like kind of a no-brainer. But the Gears One is so much fun, and it's just simple, dumb, stupid fun. They released
1: mm-hmm. that uh, double pack. Oh, well, with yes. Gears One, Gears yeah. Two, and all the DLC, yeah. and I think it might be twenty nine ninety nine. But that's two games, so that's fifteen bucks each. Right, and you can
0: probably get that now for you know used or yeah, on Amazon absolutely. or some deals. absolutely, it's a hell sure. of a deal. It's hell of a deal, and both Gears of War games are absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Hell yeah! Absolutely wonderful. I'm well, loving three.
1: I'm, I'm getting there. I'm playing catch-up after <laughs> we were doing co-op for Casey's Review, and then I went and left, but now I'm, I'm almost married. there. I'm almost there. Now,
0: I'm, I'm working my way through
2: it, too. Now, before we uh, close out, speaking of Gears, wasn't there an issue that sort of came up this week that you'd sort of run into? I kind of ran
1: into it. Um, some sites were reporting that And let us know if you guys hit this problem, that Gears 3 was locking up and just screwing you over. You wouldn't be able to get into multiplayer games, you'd lose progress, and while I was playing, um, more noticeably on my console at home, which is the older, older, older system, um, every time it would autosave, the game would get stutter and even stop for a moment before continuing on. And I was terrified each time it was going to lock up and I'd lose everything, but... um, I had it happen a little bit at the office in the later parts of Act 3 as well yesterday. Hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm curious to see, have you guys had any problems? Um, it never quite broke down on me, but it, it was a little bit worrisome. I thought I was going to lose it there.
0: Yeah, yep. if you guys are running into this issue, just uh, fire us an email at unlocked at com. Let us know what is going on.
2: Yeah, that's really weird. I didn't come into any of that. Yeah. And what, did has I. there been a system update? There's um, been two a or title three update recently. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if something. But
1: they might have fixed it. Even I downloaded one yesterday, okay. and the last time I played it was probably. Th- Three days ago, so one has showed up in gotcha. last, shown for, up in last three gears, days. For gears, right? For gears three,
0: okay. Yes. Like an actual update for gears. Also,
2: before we go, a particular note: if you're interested in Dead Rising off the record, our review is live on IGN.com. And uh, speaking of reviews, there's going to be bazillions of reviews coming. So many, you know, some one a day. 11 uh, million from from here on out, all the way up to the end of the review season, which kind of ends right after Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah, right around there. Most of the games going to be out.
1: And look out! Uh, I'm working on Guardian Heroes right now. Whoa. Spoiler: It's awesome. <laughs> the game's what? out so you guys can play it already That's but right. uh my review will be up probably it tomorrow
0: ruined it. <laughs> you guys cool well that does it for questions and answers if you guys have any more questions for us uh don't hesitate to send us a message at unlocked at ign.com and conversely you can hit us up on twitter at unlocked doc, or bleh, at um at at unlocked at at, at, at unlocked Whoa. um at p eichmann's <laughs> At lynchtacular, at IGN, and me, at Stephen underscore Hopper. And we have a meta achievement to go through. (gasps) No way! Casey?
1: Casey's turn!
2: You're just going to throw that on me? You're up, guys. Um, Okay, so it needs to involve the Halo Reach title update. I think that you need to go in and you need to play some games. And... i don't know help me out here guys so we we got we got the context we're gonna go in we're gonna play uh the the title update beta send us an email saying that you've played it
1: send us the screen (laughs) um either from halo waypoint or bungie.net that shows a breakdown of the last title update game you played and your stats
2: that sounds great and then just tell us what you think of it too
1: yeah tell us if you you're pro or con uh title update And don't forget, for those that just skipped to the end looking for some kind of secret surprise, uh, in the middle of this podcast, we did mention we are giving away Forza Motorsport 4.
2: Forza.
1: You're going to have to rewind to figure out how to do it. Yeah,
2: we're definitely not going to give away Forza 4. No. We're giving away Forza 4. Also, last, 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 but certainly not least, (laughs) um... It has come recently to my attention that there is a awesome growing community on Facebook around Podcast Unlocked. Somebody added me to this group. So uh, if you're interested in getting in on the chatter, uh, people are talking. People are setting up game nights. Uh, somebody even recorded their own podcast. Um, so that is on Facebook. Just search for Podcast Unlocked. And uh, from time to time, we'll hop in there and chat with you guys and uh, set up some times for us to play some games, give some stuff away, be crazy. Yay.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys. Thank you very much, and thank you listeners for checking us out, and we will catch you in a week.
1: Bye-bye. See
0: ya. When I look, when I think ta, like the Italian t I I think of like pizza, ta, which pizza, is two Zs. For but forta only has one Z, so that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh...